I've got about 10 seconds to tell you about how you can get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win a five-night trip to the New York Comedy Festival while you're there, too. But I've run out of time. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Good morning, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I'm with Alan Cochran and Emily Dean. Hi, Frank. Hello. And um, if you want to text... I'll get the text in early, shall I? Yeah, go on. Yeah. You can text us on 8.12.15. Mm. Why don't you start for a change? Why is it always us that has to come up with someone to talk about? <laughs> don't antagonise them this early on. Hey, speaking, oh. of, speaking I watched um, The Hairy Bikers... The other night, I like the have you ever bikers. seen the hair? You like them? I've got a soft spot for them. Yeah, my entire watching experience was spoiled by the fact that I was thinking, shouldn't they have to have some sort of bonnets on? <laughs> bonnets? Are you, are, you allo- are you allowed to be that hairy over food? Like a beard net? I had a real awareness of bits of horrible hair getting in. They were making like a bread thing. Yeah. But then oh, is that what they like... do? Do they cook? I thought they just went around on bikes. <laughs> no, they do cook. I didn't know they, they had do. a job. Well, they shouldn't I cook. I like them. They should not be allowed in any kind of catering establishment. <laughs> but surely Com- they Completely were... uncovered. Well, even they as were... customers. If they wear bonnets and, like, those beard masks, they'll look like politicians that have been forced to go to a factory, you know, that way. <laughs> yeah, but that's... I don't, I don't want hairy bikers literally... In my food, hairy biker pie. You don't want that. I, I, I could enough. see. I, I couldn't see it falling, but I had a sense. I know what you mean. Yeah, there'll be collateral damage. I don't think, I'm really amazed that that's allowed to happen. <laughs> it's television. Much, much more risky things happen. Have you seen Wipeout? That's really dangerous. Well, I, I, I would rather fall <laughs> off a big ball <laughs> than, than eat something that's got the cuticle. Of a hairy biker <laughs> attached to it. Imagine it. Anyway. I never knew they cooked. Well, I never. They leaning over food with their terrible they hairy faces. On and oh. Yeah, yeah. They, oh, it's in a kitchen. Disgusting. Like, well, no, they're often outdoors. They often cook, cook outdoors. outdoors. Yeah. yeah, so when the wind gets in that bit, you can imagine that the <laughs> wind fall <laughs> hair. Anyway, let's see, hairy bikers. Harry Bikers, there, summed up. Harry Bikers section of the show. <laughs> Speaking of which, I went to a place called Relax. I don't know, I'm just having, I'm having complete mm. word association. I went to a place called Relax. Um, I don't like where this story's going. Now, I was meeting my girlfriend there. She was getting her eyebrows done. Oh, I lovely. Threaded? Was, I don't know what she was getting done. Threaded or waxed? I didn't ask. Okay, I'll find out. Um, upturned, I think. Upturned <laughs> in order to look flame-like. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, no, and uh, it's called Relax. And the woman, uh, woman went in, and uh, she said, "Would you like? Uh, are you come for a treatment?" And I thought I could actually say that uh, Frankie's gone to ho- Frankie's gone to relax for a Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! It was worth it. I was going to have one just for the remark, but I thought I'll do the remark anyway, as if for mm. something that might have been, rather than actually have to have it done. Yeah, I, I don't recommend the procedure, Frank. No, I, all I do for the hairy bikers. <laughs> I should actually get their faces Hollywooded. We've had a text in from 560. I agree with the hairy bikers having to wear beard bonnets. The man in my local Greg's has a hairnet on his face. See? We're quite right. There you go. Absolutely quite right. To be fair, he is a samurai warrior. <laughs> 
Uh, they got him in because he's, uh, he's a lovely dicer. <laughs> Very good at chopping. He does. Oh, the vegetables for the pasties. <laughs> you can get, he's dicing with death, we'll say that. Mm-hmm. I've said it. <laughs> um, I want to tell you about uh, an incredible journey I had. Oh, I, wasn't, I wasn't with two dogs and a cat. That's what you're thinking. No. Do you remember Incredible Journey? Oh, yeah, Journey? of course I do. I love that film. Well, one of the great mm. Disney films. And I, generally speaking, hate Disney films. That's all nice. The, all, <laughs> the full, all the full-length animations, you know, all the classics. Terrible. Bad- you can't just say all the classics. <laughs> terrible. Yeah, you know, badly drawn, <laughs> cold-hearted characters, generally. <laughs> There's no love in them. Absolute. Absolute, Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank, we've been talking about the hairy bikers this morning. Of course, yes. Um, I had... think it's disgusting <laughs> and unhygienic that they're allowed in the kitchen without covering their hairiness. And I didn't even know they were cooks. I thought they were just like the White Power Ranger, like celebrities <laughs> and just turn up to premieres. When I say their hairiness, that isn't a thing like Your Highness. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, your hairiness. Please come into my kitchen. <laughs> it's their actual hirsute faces and upper heads. We've had lots of texts in on 8.12.15, though. Read the hairy bikers, haven't we, Alan? Yes. We've had... Um, <laughs> so Did you think he was going to say what one of them was? Then? No, I thought he might be. Then I thought, no, I haven't been here that. for a week. and I can catch that ball if you throw it. Uh, <laughs> we've had one from uh, Ian Angel or Angle, uh, however. Is, I think, isn't the man who insisted on being called Angel? I, I got it wrong last week, so yeah. he's put Ian Angel or Angle, however Alan wants to pronounce it. Oh, uh, oh, oh. He's uh, still taught you about it ex- a week indeed, later. A week on, you'd think he'd have cooled. Um, yeah. And FYI, Alan's name is spelt with a U, thank you. I wasn't going to bring that up. There's no need for signed. Ian Angle to be so obtuse. <laughs> <laughs> He's saying they could do mustachio ice cream for pudding. Oh, <laughs> Ian! That makes me think of a Laurel and Hardy film. What's the Laurel? Yeah, it's the one when they go into I'll have uh, mustachio. Yeah, we're out. <laughs> when he says the one that they don't have is the uh, chocolate. Is it? That's right. And he yeah. asks for chocolate about four times. <laughs> yeah. Um, we've had another text in about soda, the Harry Bikers. Soda, and what will you have, Stanley? I, I have a soda. One minute, please. Carry on. <laughs> um, a bit of Fresh fish <laughs> caught in the ocean this morning. Carry on. How long is this Laurel Hardy Sorry. tribute going to go on? Sadly, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing which films as well, and I know. How sad am I? No more Laurel and Hardy this okay. morning. Okay. So, um... 785. When you first said the hairy bikers should be wearing bonnets, I thought you meant to make them look like Victorian ladies. An image I find hilarious. Yeah, I'd like to see them as Victorian ladies. They could even go further and talk in high voices. I don't wish to sound sexist, but I thought that's the point you were getting at. Not that I'm saying you're sexist either. Oh, God, we're so touchy nowadays. <laughs> I never even thought for it's a moment... It's the joy of a long text, isn't it, that people could talk themselves out of what they were originally texting. At and no then back point. Into- when somebody said... The Victoria, Victorian <laughs> lady look for the hairy bikers. I didn't think, sexist. Mm. I never thought that. Yeah. Mm. Bang out of order. I just thought, oh, you're having a nice bit of custard, and you think, what's this? Oh. Oh, a bit of beard. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I got in a, a, in, in a cab. Actually, I, I hailed a cab the other day. Oh, That's hanging out with Dracula again. That's what you do with a cab, you uh, mm. you hail it. Apparently. So I raised my hand, and there was two cabs coming down the road, one with the light on and one with the light off. And 
and as you may know, the light off means they're not available. Anyway, the one with the light off stopped, which never happens if they don't have the light on. So that surprised Unless me. Unless it's Stephen Fry driving it. Mm. It wasn't. Oh, okay. Au contraire. <laughs> so uh, I got in and this bloke said, uh, all right, Frank. And I said, all right, I thought, fair enough, you know, London cabbie, that's what, that's what they're like. And um, he said, uh, my name's Tony. I said, all right, nice to meet you. Uh, get lost. <laughs> and uh, and, uh, and then he sa- and then it turned out that he was. Do you ever watch a program called Seven Up? Oh yeah, one of my favourites. It's one of the great documentaries of all time. Seven Up. It t- took a bunch of children when they're seven, and mm-hmm. then again when they're fourteen and twenty-one, and we followed their lives mm-hmm. ever since. It was before documentaries got rubbish. It was a sort of social experiment. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. It was based on the old thing. Give me a child until he's seven, and I will give you a, an enormous you court case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, we got in the car, and he said, "Yeah, hey, hey, Frank, you'll you'll love this. You'll love this." And he he, had, he put the music on very. I mean, really loud. I was I had my I was with my pregnant girlfriend at the back, and he put he really cranked it off, and he put Three Lions on, which some of you may Did know he? is a song I was somewhat associated with, but it was so loud that people in the street were looking at the cab that was playing Three Lions. <laughs> <like that. laughs> and I was in it. And it was a bit difficult. It must have I thought, felt like a dream if you were walking past. Oh, I thought, should, should I wave? Yeah. Is, is this like, funny. you know, Roy Hodgson had just been named England manager. I thought, should it, if this is like the Queen's Jubilee, it's the sort of Roy Hodgson regatta. Here comes the first vehicle. In the Roy Hodgson parade, it's Frank Skinner. In the oh man, Andrew was... Charles in a car behind. Uh, <laughs> car behind, right? <laughs> and um, what? Well, anyway, so uh, he was a man. He was this guy. He was the the jockey. I don't know if you what yes. seven up. There was a jockey in it. He used to say, "I want to be a jockey." Yeah, and then he became a jockey for a bit. And now he's a now he's, now he's a, a cabbie. Cab. Yeah. And, uh, oh, my goodness me, it was one of the the great cab journeys of my life. He was, oh, good. It was just, he played, then he played back home, the 1970 <laughs> England, again, absolutely full blast. And then he played a very, very loud clip of um, Max Miller, the uh, How comedian. How long were you in this cab for? Oh, he just drove round and round, really. And... Um, and, he and then, he wouldn't, the, then he wouldn't take the. Then he wouldn't take the full fare at the end. He goes, "Nah, give us a tenner. You're all right." <laughs> it was amazing, and um, yeah. So we listened to Max Miller at the Wood Green Empire in 1937, and then we had to sing along to <laughs> Max Miller doing a song I've never heard of before called "Be Sincere." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's the most Cockney experience I've ever had in my whole life. It was such a cockney experience. I actually had two days in bed with cockle poisoning. (laughs) (laughs) Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. We were talking about the uh, hairy bikers having their hair out whilst Mm. cooking, and uh, 870 has texted in, how about some beard and butter pudding? Oh. See, do you know what I like about that? It's exactly the same letters, but all he's done is shuffled one along. Bread and butter, put I in think beard the, and butter. Yeah. Very elegant. Anagram, they call that. A what? An anagram, yeah. <laughs> I thought they just called it a pun, but it's an elegant pun, isn't it? It's, I mean, an, it's an anagrammatic pun. All oh, right, yes. okay, good. <laughs> I love that little exchange. Yes, yeah. um, Ian Angel. He's was, back again. Was that Seven Up bloke still sprightly? Oh, oh. He's, on, he's on fire this morning, the Angel. 
<laughs> taxi drivers have often got a connection to fame. I had uh, a taxi driver in Manchester that told me that he was on the cusp of being a Bollywood music star. On the and cusp? I, he, he'd been out there several times and he was and he was a nice bloke and cool mm. and uh, and I've not had him again. So I'm assuming... You think he's made it? I'm assuming he's gone. And massively. you've not heard of him since? I've not heard of him since. Mm. <laughs> not had him not again. That. How many cab drivers in Manchester are there? Oh, there's about, only about nine. About 25. Hey, here's a question. Do you ever take a dislike to a taxi driver and get him to drop you off around the corner from your own home? <laughs> uh, no. Oh, oh, really? I do. <laughs> oh, because you think I don't need to know where I live? Yeah, I've got a natural suspicion. Sometimes if there's been a bit of tension on the journey, like, you know, if they've said something and I've disagreed with them or said... Can you just tell me why there's extras on the fare, please, mate? And <laughs> like that sort of thing. Oh, this is what it's coming down get, to, really, Frank. Bit, yeah, a bit like, oh, I think I'll just the old, to the old skin flint. Oh, <laughs> cockerel again. Skin oh, flint cockerel. I'm not, I'm not a skin I love flint that cockerel. album. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's early No, before, I've, I've, I've never done that, but I'll, I'll bear it. I've, often I get in a black cab and they say, oh, no, you, you live by a black cab. They know where I live anyway, so All there's right. not much. Mm. I am mentioned on the dock tour. Apparently so, yeah. Do you know, I'm so proud of that. Thank you. <laughs> Makes me well up. Um, Frank, I'd like to talk about... Uh, are you familiar with the work of Chris Packham? Oh, God, I've worked with Chris Packham. I've worked with them C- all. C-Pack? You've worked with C-Pack? <laughs> I've worked with, the, yeah, six-pack. <laughs> yeah, I've worked with him. I, I, I like to think we broke him on uh, Room 101. We broke right. him to, to a wider audience, apart from the, many the, fathers. The, the natural history enthusiasts. Oh, yeah. It's not nature. I always call them naturists, but that's something entirely different. Um, what did you say? You upset many fathers. A success has many fathers. Oh, yeah. is an orphan. He might have upset many fathers. I know I have. <laughs> um, he's a sort of hunky wildlife presenter, isn't he? But would you yeah. describe him as waistcoat and waistcoat and highlights? Is he hunky? Oh yeah, oh, he was very much so. A bit of a pin-up. but he's. He looks like a, a, a handsome man. A painting of a handsome man where the paint has dripped a bit on the mouth. <laughs> It's, it's run a bit on the just a little bit on the mouth made it slightly go into one side <laughs> anyway um, anyway in the same way as the woman from was it was it mad about the girl was the name of that was that the name of the band or mad about the boy oh, everything everything the girl, but the girl. Tracy oh, Thorne, yeah, yeah. Perhaps? Yeah. she looked like a Paul McCartney candle <laughs> that had been burning for about three hours <laughs> anyway oh dear good to be back. Anyway, Chris um, Packham. Yeah, so CPAC um, has been talking about foxes. Well, he's got himself into a bit of hot water. Oh, yeah, no, I read about this. Did you hear, read what he said? He said he doesn't believe, and those were his exact words, in uh, f- urban fox attacks. No. He says, um, he says, he actually says, as for attacks on humans, I'll be diplomatic. I don't believe it. Yeah, not that diplomatic, Chris. <laughs> I'd love to see him when he's being undiplomatic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we, I mean, we've covered fox attacks on humans on this very programme, if you remember. A woman, remember that woman who said she was in bed or something and a fox yes. came in the bedroom? Yeah. And he... Well, and, I said, and I said it was my fantasy. <laughs> yeah. And he, All right, we did it in our own tender and at the time, word, I, th- I think we were a bit unsure, but Chris is absolutely <laughs> the sweeping generalisation. There are no fox attacks on human beings. Yeah. Full I mean, stop. he knows about animals. He does. He's a straight shooter. He might be right, you know. I I also think their endorsement of online bingo is a a hollow sham. That's what I think. They might not even be interested in that. No, I think that does. But they're just doing it for the money. I should declare an interest here, because you know my love of fox. No, foxies. (laughs) You know I love them. Yes. Especially in a purple waistcoat. Um, Well, we've got one lives on our underground car park. Have you? Oh, God, yeah. 
Oh, I'm, hang around your bins. I didn't know that. Well, I, I was told that um, he gets on the bonnets of the car. I say here, I've never got that close, but mm. um, he gets on the bonnets of the cars after you park your car in the winter because the bonnet's still warm. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not the sort of bonnet worn by the hairy bikers. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> the, 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 the hood. The hood of the car. Isn't the English language rich? Yeah. <laughs> but I, but, but uh, from reading the article, it turns out they've got sarcoptic mange, most of the urban uh, foxes, and that's put me off the one in the car park. It's, it's not an aphrodisiac, let's no, face it. I don't like the idea of the sarcoptic mange <laughs> bobbling like a bowl of minestrone on top of my car. The new car. The bacteria <laughs> bobbling in his veins. <laughs> it's going to be Disgusting. a different winter for him this year, isn't it? But it I, is. I tell you what I liked about this was the idea that he just didn't believe in it. I yeah, thought that was a brilliant blank. statement to make. I don't believe in it, yeah, yeah, like yeah. a kid. No, I, I think that there is some amazing about that. In the same way that I, I don't believe in Richard Dawkins. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a nice blend of sort of educated and bloke in pub, like, no, I'm not having that. Yeah, but he's, he's absolutely, he's a very 100% kind of a bloke, Chris Packham. He doesn't, he doesn't have sort of grey area thoughts. He's like one way or the other. Mm. And I like him for that. He's uh, he's a straight talker. Do you know what I'm not sure I believe in? You know, on the motorway where it says average speed camera, I think that is the modern version of the TV licensed detector van. Yes. You know, they pretended yes. that they had a detector. The two blokes playing cards inside. Yeah. A small table. <laughs> <laughs> I'm now convinced that they've just gone, people have stopped reacting to speed cameras. They break and then they speed back up again. Why don't we pretend that we can take an average and the law yes. drive you know, 50. that I think you might be right. I'm convinced of it. Because I, I ignore them anyway. Nobody I know has ever been done for an average speed. Watch this, the switchboard will blub up now with people. I have, I've got me. Yeah. But I'm convinced. Well, I haven't, and I, and I seldom do less than 95 <laughs> on the road <laughs> oh, So uh, make of that what you will. Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Frank, we've been talking about um, Chris Packham saying he didn't believe in urban fox attacks. Mm. And then we started talking more about things we don't believe in. What was yours, Al? Speed cameras or something? Average speed cameras. Average speed cameras. Not having it. You see, <laughs> I don't believe in dust mites. Uh? I just don't believe there's any such thing. It's rubbish. I thought that would have been a beautiful song. I don't believe in dust mites. <laughs> no, but they don't. Why don't we know anything about them? It's I dust. I don't They're believe like... in dust mites. <laughs> Little things in everything we see. It's a ball of dust. There's no. Per they haven't got any personality or any distinguishing characteristics. No. That's not a creature in there. That's just dust. And if you don't have a microscope, you basically have to take their word for it. Exactly, you which I refuse you, to do. You know who you could give you the definitive answer on this? Chris Packham. He knows about the animals. He'd be all yeah, over does this. He go, does he go that small, though? I don't know. Do you think it's like um, no job too small? <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think he's got a limit. I think he might go for, let's say, a no, vole. No, nothing below a vole. Oh, yeah, I'd say, yeah. <laughs> this far and no further. Bigger than a lion, smaller than a vole. Don't do either I, of those. I'm I right think, in the yeah, middle. That's, that's his glass <laughs> ceiling, the vole. <laughs> that's my view. D uh, Daisy, our producer, had a good I don't believe in. What? Didn't you, Dave? <laughs> Daisy, I'm going to speak for Daisy because yeah. she doesn't like to get too close to the microphone. But yeah. um, Daisy doesn't believe that it ever gets warm in an igloo. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I, I that's mean, right. I, that's probably right, isn't it? Yes, of course it's if right. if you see them in an igloo, when I say um, I mean, <laughs> I mean yeah. the Inuit. Very good, Frank. The Inuit, they, um, they've still got their furs on often. It's not like yeah, they just, yeah. they've just 
got, you know, you're you so don't right. have to ever see footage of them saying to each other, you know, you're not going to feel the benefit of that when you go outside. <laughs> <laughs> never. It's never that bit of documentary. If, if you ever. see right. pictures of Inuits talking outside and then pictures of Inuits sitting in igloo <laughs> talking, the only difference is the igloo. <laughs> you're right. I Frank. sometimes think the igloo's just been painted in. And when do you ever see them wearing an England supporter three quarter leg trouser? Doesn't happen. Never. And that, that hole that they put in the ice, the very, very neat circular hole, it's obviously Be- been Beautifully dot- shaped. They obviously it? have a compass from somewhere, because you couldn't get a circle that good. <laughs> Why go out if it's nice and warm in the igloo? You could do that in the ice under the igloo. You could have the fish, the fish circle in the corner. Oh, yeah. yeah, then it's right next to the cookie. Can I ask you something about Inuits? You may or may not know the answer. Probably not. Um, but do they have, like... You know, we talk about when we get home and we change into our Jimmy Jam sort of slobby, slobbing yeah. out gear. Do they have slobbing out Inuit gear? They <laughs> it's, must too cold. Do. it's too cold in the igloo. <laughs> I'm going to put they my have, uh, comfy put... furs on. <laughs> That's these, what I mean. these ones are a bit no, sort of starchy. They do they have the equivalent the of a tracksuit, which is like <laughs> an Inuit tracksuit? They get in the igloo and then they have to put another layer on. <laughs> It's so absolutely freezing. And they sit there saying, Why, how much longer are we going to keep up this ridiculous, hollow pretense <laughs> that this operates as some sort of warm, cosy home? Oh. When in fact, we just might as well be outside. What do you think, Nanook? It's <laughs> the only Inuit name I, <laughs> I know. Frank, I tell you, I was once informed by a matron at school. She said, um, I'm not doing it. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm fighting the temptation. No, I'm not doing it. Carry on. I mean, people are shouting it at their radio. But let them, let them shout. <laughs> this was my matron. Yeah. And she said, when I said I had a headache and I was about 12, and she said, you're too young to get headaches, dear. <laughs> and do you know what? I think she had a point. So yeah. I don't believe that anyone under the age of about 18 is entitled to have a headache or gets he- a That's headache. That's a good point, yeah. They can't remember stress no or caffeine, can they? We had a bit exactly. of a dispute on here once, because I don't believe in fainting. Do you remember that? <laughs> I don't believe, I honestly don't. I think there's a moment where, where you think, shall I faint or shall I not faint? Yeah, go on. You, you do it. You actually, you ham it up a bit. It's like, it's like DDA Drogba going down in the penalty area. Mm. In the end, it's your decision. I've never fainted and I never will. <laughs> uh, I'd like to know what the, what the uh, beautiful listeners don't believe in that a lot of people do. Kick God out of it. That could be a long and heated debate. <laughs> Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. We've been asking um, you, our listeners, what you don't believe in, mm. which is commonly believed in. And uh, I'm going to I'm going to change tack a little bit here. Oh, I'm okay. going to break into new territory. I think I'm going to have a go at somebody that's texted in. Oh dear, careful. Stephen from Berry. Hi Frank. Average speed cameras. I said that I didn't believe in average speed cameras. I think they're the modern TV licensed detector van. Um, average speed cameras have caught thousands on the M60 near Stockport where the speed limit is 50 miles per hour yeah. Stephen Be- well, name, I live, them. name them I live near there I don't think I don't, I don't know you but I don't think you know thousands of people <laughs> Stephen oh, oh, thousands come Stephen's on Stephen's been kind enough to text him if he texted <laughs> saying uh, I know three people I might have given him a bit of ground but maybe he's thousands. read it in the local local press Oh yeah, the South the Manchester Reporter. Or like that, bet, probably, just to fill up, they probably listed it all of them. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd, who knows? Yeah, I don't, I don't. We've had Daisy, our producer, um, is featuring quite a lot on this show. Just yeah. noted, 
Um, and Daisy said she doesn't believe that uh, igloos are warm inside. Yes. And we've had a text in from Keith, not our Keith, another Keith, who says, I made a charity igloo two years ago and the temperature difference inside was 15 degrees higher than outside. Mm-hmm. I did fail to catch any fish as it was on my lawn. Google it, Southwater Igloo, to see it. Take oh. care, Keith. Oh, lovely. Mm. Well, I take care element. Built on his lawn. You see, what he could have done is had a hole in the corner and, and caught worms. <laughs> yeah. And then caught fish with those. Just, just a step back down the food chain. You don't have to give up. Mm, just absolutely. step back. Just step back a little bit. Perhaps he was tired after his igloo building and he just felt a bit defeatist. Yeah, it's, I imagine it's, it's... I mean, do you do it with gloves or without gloves? <laughs> igloo building? Yeah. I don't know. You'd be, it'd be quite manly to do it without gloves, wouldn't it? That's be like it. One, of those, <laughs> one of those blokes that has snowball fights with his kids with just no. You know, oh, with the no red gloves. raw hands, yeah. I hate them. I think they're um, red dads hands. That think they're legends. They're very it? big mitten wearers, the Inuits. Yes, they are. Because if you're making your own gloves, you're not going to do individual things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Forget about it. I just do the mittens. I've got other stuff to yeah, do. I've got just, socks to make after this. Oh, That's Dad, can't we have individual? No. <laughs> Um, now, let me, now get inside. It's too hot out here. Paul says, uh, I don't believe Jose Mourinho is really Portuguese. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> controversial. Yeah. And when he gets home, he speaks in a Geordie accent with a tin of special brew. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to believe that. I've, I'll tell you what I don't understand, and someone will probably explain this. For years, I, I got quite proud of the fact when I started calling um, foreign people Jose and calling him Jose. Mm. I thought, oh, yeah, that's sophistication. Uh-huh. And now everyone calls him Jose Mourinho. Mm. Right. Now, what? Do Portuguese not have the. Not, they, I don't know. Are, are they sure? Oh, uh, Sandy no. War is giving me the thumbs up. That's correct. They have no in Portugal. <laughs> oh. I think I've seen it on the pavement. <laughs> in Lisbon. Daisy, our producer, also, can I say, doesn't believe in sleepwalking. <laughs> I love that. i tell you what I don't believe in. I don't what? believe that anyone has ever, at any time, approached an actor from a soap opera <laughs> in a way which suggests they actually believe that that character is a real person. What, when you hear them saying, oh, people keep coming up to me saying... Yeah, people say to me, why don't you leave Deirdre alone? I get a lot of that. You don't. That's never happened to you or anyone else that's ever been in a soap. That is something that you've invented to make it sound like you're such a good actor, you convince people that you really are that character. But you are not. I'm not saying you're not a good actor, but that has never happened. Stop saying it. It's one of my uh, views. Also, I don't believe it takes two to tango. When I first moved down, I got my own place first time in Birmingham, got a bed sit. I had an album by uh, Asta Piazzolla. Do you know him? No. He's a accordion player. Plays a lot of um, Argentine-based music. I used to tango on my own to him mm. on a regular basis. So stick that in your uh, <laughs> South American pipe and uh, wiggle it. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I'm with Alan Cochran and Emily Dean. Morning. I left it like I was going to say something else, but I didn't. Mm. You can text us on 8.12.15, by the way. Oh, we've they been, have. Yeah, oh, we've been talking about things you don't believe in that a lot of other people uh, yeah. do believe in. Mm-hmm. 
like. I, I said that I, I didn't believe in uh, average speed cameras. Mm. And people have been. You've been firm. You've been very firm about it. I have it. been firm about it, and I'm now faced with uh, Sandy has uh, <laughs> printed off uh, a story. S- about Sandy Warren stepped in. She came in with that piece of paper like Neville uh, Chamberlain. Yeah, about she's the woman with the facts. Over 3,300 people have been caught speeding on one of Scotland's busiest trunk roads. But now I feel a bit like a creationist that even in the face of this <laughs> empirical evidence, I'm still saying, no, I'm not having it. I'm not having Because we don't know that this is right, do we? This could just be a news oh, story. Oh, that oh, it's propaganda in behalf of the average speed camera people. I'm we don't yeah. know that this is right. Oh, <laughs> this is giving me an insight to what Mrs Corporal pe- has to deal with. How many people were caught? 3,300, it says. In Scotland? Yeah, and like 200 grand worth quite of quite a lot, Al. It is quite a lot. Mm. Yeah, it's quite a lot for them I to write. Thought- in Scotland, nobody's met them all. Surely, ninety percent of them were drinking and driving. <laughs> Min- minimum. That is so racist. <laughs> um, Frank two hundred eight Simon from Oxford. I don't believe a swan has ever broken a man's arm. Bring me the swan and the arm for proof. That's a good point. Well, wow. You need to uh, speak to Helena Bonham Carter, as pictured in today's paper, wearing a swan hat. Oh, I thought she was wearing a sling. That's <laughs> unlike her. Broken yeah. Some of you may know that the swan is my second favourite creature on the earth. Mm. <laughs> uh, we've also had a, uh, an email in, quite a lengthy email, which I really like. Hiya, Frank, Emma and Alan. I never believe that people who read books uber fast are really getting it. Mm. Do they enjoy, remember, or really digest any of it? Is that why a writer slaves over his keyboard for months or years so someone can speed read their masterpiece? I bet they're missing out big chunks. I'm a slow slow reader because I like to savour the stuff, which is why I read. I remember you saying it takes you a long time to finish a book too. I'm reading Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. (laughs) Even the title takes five minutes to get through. Uh, The thing I like about that is that I had to stop what I was doing and really concentrate on reading that email. So, so he's, he's, he's achieved yeah, that. It's great. It's well done, mm. Julie. I bought, well, I bought um, Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance, and I read it in probably 10 minutes. <laughs> I mean, oh. the amount of it which I was able to read before oh, I, I thought, I don't want to read this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but it's one of those books I feel I might have another crack at. Right. Yeah. So I like the sound of it. Do you know what I mean? Yes. I think I've read I, the start of the same book. I like yeah. the look of it. It's a good book to be reading on the tube, as opposed to Men Who Hate Women and the Women Who Love Them. That's not a good look. <laughs> Men, no. Or what, what to expect when you're expecting. Oh, yeah. That's right. not a good look for Genuinely, me. Genuinely, uh, this may be uh, pushing the boundaries, but mm. I saw a woman uh, in a very low-cut top reading oh, reading a careful. book saying how to do well in job interviews. <laughs> <laughs> that can't be true. Are you sure that true. wasn't a seaside postcard? Absolutely true. It happened, and I thought, if I tell people this, they'll think I'm some kind of horrible misogynist or sexist. But it was great. It was really Did you funny. just rip really it in half and say, you don't need that love. <laughs> exactly. It was one of those months where you've done it. Don't worry. You see, the trouble with that is what you really wanted to do was take a secret photo. But if you were caught taking a secret photo, who's going to believe God. it was for comic purposes? <laughs> oh my God, that would be awful. Oh, this is like when pre, pre and post political correctness worlds collide. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. Frank, we've had some more texting about things people don't believe in. Yes. Which you've been talking about this morning. Uh, Mike says, Hi, Frank and Co. I don't believe in jet lag. You're just a bit tired. <laughs> Ooh, I think... Okay. Controversial. I think I've Controversial. Had, uh, think I've had jet lag, but I don't want to argue with Mike when he's in this kind of boisterous mood. <laughs> no. 
uh, with uh, Catherine has texted, uh, emailed, um, uh, Hi Frank Cockrell and lovely Emily, I don't believe that people who have absolutely no control over how loud they snore, staying in university halls, and I know the girl in the room next to me does it just to get on my nerves. My wife thinks that I snore. Thinks. She thinks you don't I believe think, it. I occasionally wake up in the middle of the night to a punch in the ribs. I have had that. I I have thought because uh, I've very I've snored about three times in my entire relationship with my <laughs> girlfriend, and when she's told me, I've always thought, I bet I didn't. I bet she just <laughs> felt woke up in the night, remembered something I said in two thousand and four. She didn't like hit me, and then had to come up with the old snoring excuse. Because <laughs> <laughs> you don't know if you've snored, do you? Have to absolutely take their word for it. No. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of trust involved things, with snoring. Too much trust, some might um, say. Frank Simon Evans says, I once knew a guy who didn't believe in badgers. He thought, as he'd never seen one, that it was a trick or something by David Attenborough in the BBC <laughs> Wildlife Department. Now, I spent nine and a half weeks in Canada and never oh, once saw a moose. with that period of time. Nine and a half weeks, yeah. <laughs> There's a film about it. I was um, going to say. <laughs> yeah. And never. that was the disappointing sequel, Nine and a Half Weeks in Canada. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I never saw a moose. I'd, and they all kept talking to me about moose. And I was thinking, oh, you haven't got moose. This is... It's, it's a tourist thing. It's like when... Scottish people tell Americans that haggis run around in the Highlands. It's, Do they? There's no moose. I uh, I used to think that there was there was only English as a language, and all the rest was like that. When you went to Italy and stuff, when you walked past, they went. And when you went round the corner, he's gone. We can we can talk normally. <laughs> but I, I don't know if that's. Uh, Frank, can I talk about my holiday? Sex addiction. I don't believe in that. I've been wanting to <laughs> talk sex about my holiday. Don't you believe in that? No. no. If Hitler had said, sorry, I'm a violent addict, would you say, oh, what a shame, it's actually an illness? <laughs> Rubbish. Frank, yeah. I've been wanting to talk about my holiday all morning. OK, I do it. I kept it in, out of politeness, um, but I've got a lot to say. I've been to India. Lenny Henry was really brilliant as a fellow. <laughs> What? You don't believe it? I, I, I still don't believe it. Oh, I, must, I must have read ten <laughs> reviews that said he was brilliant, but I still it can't be right, can it? I think he must have been. He did get good reviews. He, fantastic reviews. What has that got to do sorry, with my sorry. trip India. to Mumbai, I don't believe in Delhi? Mumbai. <laughs> why, did, why did Bombay become Mumbai? Oh, funny you should say that, Frank, because I have started calling it Bombay now. Because all the locals called it Bombay. It's very uncool to say Mumbai when Is you're that, over there. That's that what really? tourists say, yeah. Oh, really? That's what say. You have to say Bombay. I went to Bombay, I went to Delhi, I went to Jaipur, I went to Udaipur, which is part of Rajasthan. Um, oh, blimey. Been around, haven't you? Yeah. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was quite a posh trip. I was being hosted, is the polite way of saying it. Being hosted? Don't make me say it was kind of a freebie. That's but, all right. It's okay. allowed. It's part of your job, isn't yeah. it? As, um, mm -hmm. What do you... Poppadoms you make? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the hotel that I stayed in... Was, Can I ask you a question? Why? Yes. Why? I don't like those those lakes. You know the fat lakes that you get in Poppadoms? In a Poppadoms. Yes, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. What they should be is they should be concave. They should look like a, a, a cyclist's helmet. Yeah. And then all the fat would run off the edges. Instead, they have those... Those fat legs. legs, yeah. Really, it's turning them over, isn't it? That's that's what you're suggesting there. Rather than going concave, convex. Yeah, but I, I mean, I get mine in a stack. Oh, right. So if you turn them over, you just run it onto the next one. I made naan while I was out there. They were lovely. Did you? Really? Yes, I did. Did you? Mm. I hope you wore a bonnet. <laughs> 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 but the hotel that I was staying in was so posh mm. that they laid on the services of a butler. 
I know, Frank. Wow. A dedicated butler. He was amazing for my entire stay there. Santander. He was lovely. Uh, mm. Spanish? No. Santander. Indian. <laughs> he was called Santander. Was he? Yes, I could Did never... Did he used to be called Abbey National? <laughs> <laughs> he was bought out. Did you insist on the butler thing when you agreed to this job? No. I thought there might be a Santander clause. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so he was, he was an Indian uh, yes, character. he was lovely. <clears throat> he was very devoted, though. A bit too devoted. I'm picturing him right. with uh, a turban with a jewel. Disney and a, and turban. a plume. A plume yes. emanating. Really? You, you could be on the right lines Brilliant. There. Brilliant. Um, That's what you want. Frank, the f- too and dedicated. De- well, a bit too dedicated, because the first morning I woke up and I heard a trickling water... And it was Santander standing next to me, pouring my tea. Oh, oh my God, the shock of my life. Oh, I like the idea of he was filling, <laughs> filling a zinc bath <laughs> at the side of your bed. Would Madam like to step into this? <laughs> he wouldn't let me do a thing. Oh, well, wow. I'd say, he'd Is say... That a euphemism? Well, he'd say, let me iron that dress. I'd say, no, no. Santander, I can't let you do that. Santander. He'd say... <laughs> you out of your mind? <laughs> He'd say, no, madam, please, it, it, please, it upsets me to see you do it. I mean, oh, yes. wow. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, OK, then. Yeah, I don't want you getting upset. Go on. I didn't want out. him unpacking my things, so I drew the line there. Yeah. yeah. I, I, want, I need some privacy. Well, also, it's a security thing, isn't it? You don't want to get back to the airport and they say, did you pack these bags yourself? And you say, no, Santander, Santander did. did. <laughs> And you don't want him preparing food with a, with a feather, <laughs> unless, he, unless he covers it in one of those um, elasticated shoe covers that one sometimes has to wear at the swimming baths. Oh, yeah. <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank, um, earlier on on Absolute Radio, we were talking about my butler. <laughs> on Absolute Radio, yes, um, This was, I should say, I don't always have the services of a butler much to my chagrin. No. But I did briefly have that whilst I was over in India. That sounds brilliant. Santander. Yeah. And Santander, as we were saying, you know, he would run my bath, he wanted to unpack. He was just always there. Mm. I had a red buzzer by my bed and I just pressed for Santander. You sure? That wasn't wasn't the... uh... The chambermaid. <laughs> the help button. Yeah, you've got to watch pressing red buttons over there. You're going to offend a lot of people. Mm. He was there within two minutes. If you pressed it, I would say I about 20 seconds. I what he seconds. did in the meantime. Well, that's what I wanted. Was he just in a cupboard? No. Nah. <laughs> I, <just asked. laughs> I, bet, I bet he had a pool table like, like the fireman. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way to feel. But if you're on call, you want a pool table, do you? Yeah. For me, you're not going to get through many frames with me around. And if you had to make a quick note, did he take the feather out of his uh, <laughs> turban and write with that? That would have been brilliant, wouldn't it? Did he really have a feather in the turban? Have you made there was a, No, I don't know if there was a feather. There was ceremony. They wore them. That's a more formal thing. Yes, there's a jewel. I mean, yeah, exactly. But when he's brilliant. unpacking for me and ironing my clothes, um, oh, I sound terrible. It's awful. Can I just ask, yes. like, logistically, when he runs yes. your bath, mm. does he then say, I'm going to leave you now for a while, madam? And, or do you have to say, OK, go on. Out you go. Why would I like, put on that pathetic voice? <laughs> well, why not? Do what you like. But like, is it, not, is it not slightly uncomfortable? Because I feel a bit uncomfortable if people are too... Like, I don't like it in hotels when they say, would you like me to carry your bags for you? And I think, no, I could carry my own bags. Yeah, I'm a grown-up. The, the, the reason you say that, because you don't want to give them a pen. <laughs> when you and get let me tell you, you have to leave reputation. quite a big tip when you've got a butler, and you put it in an envelope. You c- they yeah. can't... Because they'll refuse it. I said to Santander, can I leave you something? He went, no, madam, no. I mean, he See, was, I would have took that. That is final. 
Okay. Oh, that's very deep. Okay, fair enough. Well, great. No, thanks, thanks here's a bath. hearty handshake. <laughs> he said, he said, your thanks is enough. Your pleasure is enough. I mean, it was so lovely. Oh. So, what you're meant to do, though, your mm-hmm. thanks isn't enough. Actually. No, of course not. Oh, really. What you're mm. meant to do is leave a significant amount in an envelope. Um, I'm desperate to him. know how much. So, <laughs> I'll tell you after the show. Forty-five pence. <laughs> Forty-five pence. Well, I mean, over there. Yeah, exactly. like, <laughs> over there. <laughs> over there. Yeah. It could. Uh, new travelogue starring Frank Skinner over there. <laughs> did you have? Uh, <laughs> did you have a ponker waller? No, I had. I, I encountered a tri waller though. I wanted to have my photo taken with him, but he didn't like me. Anyway, mm. um, so Santander. Ponker waller's the one. You know those that pull the big. Uh, they yeah. have like a big fan and they pull a string yes. and it keeps you. Cool. Oh no! But Frank, I, got I had a ponker waller once. <laughs> telling me his father was a heating engineer and he was a bit of a rebel. <laughs> Just went against him. Frank, I got so that lazy with Santander. Was it a lie? I've never had a big fan in my bedroom. <laughs> oh, <laughs> That's my definitely God. A lie. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I've never sat under a big fan in my bedroom, ever. Frank, it's back <laughs> oh, the first it? time. I know, I'm, I'm actually um, I'm polishing it. That's <laughs> what I'm doing. Can we you believe it? We should move on. We should move on. Shall we have music and then come back to India? Yeah. <laughs> Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Anyway, meanwhile, in the bedroom with Santander, although not with Santander, because this is when I realised how lazy I'd got, Frank. Mm. And I'm worried about even sharing this with you because I know you get class war about Ask Jeeves, so I don't know what you're going to say about this. <laughs> but I was, um, I was lying in bed. Don't panic, it's clean. Okay. And I suddenly, I thought, oh, I really do with reading a book. I just fancy, you know, I always like to read before I go to bed. And I just thought, I can't be bothered to go into the other room to get my book. <laughs> I can't be bothered to go into the drawing room to get the book. Yeah. So I... Red button? Well, my, my thing, I, I thought about the red button and then I did feel guilty. I thought, I can't ask him that. So you know what I did? I've never done this. I opened the bedside drawer and I thought, I'll just read whatever's in there. Gideon's Bible? No. The autobiography of the chairman of the hotel group I was staying in. Really? I read three chapters of it. It was actually quite interesting. <laughs> really? Yes. I, I'd have pressed the red button <laughs> if I'd had the choice. But it made me... How lazy is that, Frank? Well, I once, uh, in um, in Greece, I stayed in a, uh, a villa, not as posh as you might think, that was owned by Boris Johnson's dad. Oh. And... Um, when you walked in, there was a book on the table. I thought, that's a bit unusual, there was a book on the table, and it was his dad's autobiography. <laughs> so, you know, read this. Yeah, his dad was... His, his job description of his dad is um, adventurer. Oh. No. Yeah, which sounds like something that Vauxhall might have brought out in the 1970s, doesn't he? The Vauxhall adventurer. <laughs> Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. What else? Well, I'll tell you what else, Frank. Um, oh, firstly, I, w- I do want to discuss the scream because I don't know if you heard... Did you hear that? Yeah, I can only apologise. <laughs> <laughs> I always do that about midway through Hungry Heart. It was the Springsteen brings it out here, doesn't it? <laughs> no, but it sold for... It was 74 million it sold for. To some kind how of much? record. Yeah. 74 million? Yeah. That, oh no! Sorry, we're talking about how much I left in my butler's envelope. Yeah. <laughs> um, the scream is, as in case you don't know, is a painting by Edvard Munch, mm-hmm. which I've always thought would be a great name for a breakfast cereal. Mm. Yeah. Oh, a nice bowl of Edvard Munch. 
course, I suppose, of the artists, Francis Bacon has cornered the market on me. <laughs> Bre- Breakfast-based names. <laughs> Sorry, Carol. But, uh, well, I, I mean, it's much loved, this painting. Much revered. by um, sort of adolescents really like the screen. Mm. I was going to say, it's the catcher in the rye of the art world. Yeah, it is. It's got, teenagers really like yes. it because they, they, I suppose they always have that internal scream. Mm. Catcher in the rye is more um, sociopaths and <laughs> killers, isn't it? Isn't it found in the houses of... Or is it could it, it just could be that there's a lot of copies of Catcher in the Rye around. No, it's a rite of passage 15-year-old boy book, isn't it? But this painting... I find I've always found rather babyish, mm. if I may use an art term there. I think the, the character <laughs> doing the screaming looks a bit like the cockerel. <laughs> All right, yeah, I, I can sometimes do a bit that. No, not but not the your screen, but the face is it, it does look like a sort of a, yeah, it looks like yeah. you that, when you did that face and it really did look. It oh, like, it does look like you, yeah. cockerel. It does. Imagine if the cockerel had say bought a jumper and then three shops further on saw it <laughs> five pounds cheaper. <laughs> oh, that would be the expression. Oh. I, I, I wouldn't be a picture of the scream, it'd be the incandescent with rage. That's what that would be, it'd be a different face. But you see, would that be his expression? And this is my issue with the scream, with mm. said scream. People, stop doing the scream cockpit, it's actually <laughs> scaring me. People don't do a perfect O when they scream. It's anatomically incorrect and accurate. And I won't have that in art. Well, I don't know. I've got a doll at home. Oh dear, extraordinary beginning to an anecdote. <laughs> and... Uh, she does that perfect O. Oh. I'm terribly sorry. Shall we move on? And, uh, I, I can't, actually. Oh, can you not move on? Oh, what do we do now, then? This is, a bit I, di- this is quite difficult. I saw somebody on the tube the other day on the escalator stairs who, you know the... Uh, I don't know if it's goths or emos or carnies, but you know the kids that get their ears widened, where they have their ears pierced and then they gradually they have, make the holes bigger and, they have and bigger. That, like a big black disc thing. Yeah, I like it. I think it's cool, but... Um, I've got, I mean, um, I'm not sure I've got one on the back of my neck, comes up about every three months. What? <laughs> that's what my black... You know my blackhead I <laughs> tell you about last yes. week? Yeah. yeah, that's what it looks like. It looks like a hole. <laughs> well, it does when I've finished. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway. I'm sorry. I have an Inuit is... sitting on my shoulders, <laughs> fishing into where my blackhead used to be. This kid on the train had uh, had his ears widened and then he'd taken the earring bit out. Oh, left him flopping. And so it had drooped. But honestly, his ear looked like the scream. The hole looked <laughs> like the mouth of the scream. Brilliant. He should have the whole ear like pa- tattooed so that it's, it looks exactly like the scream. Well, he's got to think that, you know, two ears on his head, that's, what, 150 million? Two mm, ears 74. on his head <laughs> and he's still rolling along. Yes. <laughs> Is that a real song? Well, it's. I think it's Three Wheels on My Wagon. It's the <laughs> original. Yeah, I think I, I like, I quite like that. I'm all Do right you? with the screen. Yeah, yeah, I don't mind it. Oh, I'm more a Rembrandt girl myself. Oh, for oh, are you? No, they all look like John Sargent and I like that in a painting. <laughs> Once again, you've, you've got them too close to the heaters. <laughs> talking about things we don't believe in earlier yes extraordinary th- examples came up from fainting to speed cameras um paul duffy says i don't believe in democracy neither do the 60 percent of londoners who couldn't be bothered to vote 
Close quotes. I like that. Mm. Voter apathy. I think that's a text from Ben Elton. <laughs> that, uh, in 1984. Yes, yeah, only just come through. There's something wrong with my iPhone. <laughs> when you said you didn't believe in fainting, someone has emailed saying that they fainted uh, forwards and broke their nose. <laughs> this was definitely not something of my choosing to happen. Note to self, when fainting in future, fall backwards. Yeah. It's a good tip for life, isn't it? I would, uh, or you can get one of those uh, helmets that the uh, batsmen wear. Mm. So if you do go, I, th- I think he was just after attention. Is it a he or a she? I think it's a she. Oh well, there you go. Yeah, Charlotte Tambling. Charlotte Tambling. See, she was a pawn on tumbling, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> She'd do anything for a prank, Charlotte. Charlie, I call her. Charlotte, they call her in on France. Oh. <laughs> So yes. before, the, um, before the screen was uh, sold the other day for uh, $114 million or something, the highest price ever paid for a, a, a work of art was um, $106.5 million paid for Picasso's Nude Green Leaves and Bust, which I've never heard of, Nude Green Leaves and Bust. Sounds like my bedroom. It sounds like a book by Lynn Truss. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually my screensaver. Is it really? No. Oh. Actually, I'm my screensaver. Of course. That's a whole other story, of course. (laughs) Yeah, it's... uh, I I feel that people are switching off because we're talking about art. Am I right? I had a a terrible moment last week. I realised last week how much Mm. you two protect me from the outside world. Because uh, Kerry Godleman was on last week. It was absolutely lovely. And and at one point, she was reading the text and she just said, oh, look at this one. You are boring. (laughs) And I realised I live like Kim Jong-un, that you keep keep outside criticism from me. And the whole show, it nagged at me. And I'd, I'd say up to about... Well, it's still there. Yeah. <laughs> I can still feel like an arrow in my shoulder. So I just want to take this occasion to thank you two for not telling me all the nasty texts. And for the people who send nasty texts. <laughs> Try magic. Yeah. <laughs> You'll love it. Um, so, um, coming up is uh, Mark Crossley. And uh, you can download the Not The Weekend podcast, which is us again, talking. Mm-hmm. Might be boring, might not. We'll see <laughs> on Wednesday. You see, it's nagging at me. I can't <laughs> let it go. Thanks, Kerry. I don't know why I brought it up again. Well, can't blame her unless she actually unless she made it up. <laughs> Just to get at me. No, she didn't. I read yeah. it as well. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh Alan. Well, thank you. Of course, it might not have been addressed to me. It might have been addressed to you. Alan. It was all of us. <laughs> no, I think it was me. I felt it was me. I know it was me. Let's face it. Anyway. Don't do this to yourself. Uh, no, it's too late. <laughs> so, um, if I bother to come back next week. Uh, no, if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we will be back next week. And um, that's about it. I don't. What do we do next? We say oh, goodbye. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. I, I know there was a word. Yeah. Um, Mumbai. <laughs> oh no! Now I'm on call. This is Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio.